are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Psalm 119 tonight. This evening, the power of the Scripture. I'm thankful we hold a book in our hand that's all powerful. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Perhaps tonight, the greatest need, and I thought of this statement, undoubtedly the greatest need in the church today is a clear understanding of the Word of God. We're casual, I think, in America. Christianity is with the Bible. I don't know how much we're studying it and memorizing it. I've been so encouraged in these months now speaking about it. Someone will say, that one thought helped me so much, that thought right there. And I can't say they're all life transforming, but I can say that every week someone said, I'm, I'm doing this now. Or here's how I'm marking my Bible. Or here's how I'm memorizing my Bible. Here's how I'm studying my Bible. And I'm finding in this brand new Bible that I have now, I'm, I've, for the, I've, I've done all the, uh, underlined all the greats in the Bible for years. There's so many things that are great. And I've circled all the hearts in the Bible because everything's done with the heart. I have love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. That's the first commandment. The second is like unto the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I've got all the hearts. And then every time it has anything to do with money, I've got a dollar sign there under green, and I underline it in green. But I started the promises of God in this Bible, and I circle it. I put a letter P, and then I circle it in there. I want to claim the promises of the Bible. And I had an entire session together, class hour together with you on that subject of claiming the promises of God. You know, that's why we hide God's word in our heart. Not so when uh, adversity comes or a trial comes, we say, I've got to find some scripture for it. No, it's already there. I've hid it in my heart. It's tucked away. And you, you'll be shocked how many times the scripture comes. I'm, I'm just amazed in a day's time how many times the word of God, God will bring it to my attention when I need it. I, I, I'm not necessarily thinking about this situation. And then all of a sudden, God will give me the scripture that goes with that, script, that, that situation. What we're doing, we're, we're filling up our hearts with the word of God so that we can glean from it when it's necessary, when it's needful in our living you just don't go looking for scripture. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying I ought to have it tucked away already. And tonight, we're looking at this great word of God. And not only should we read it and study it and memorize it and meditate it, trust it, but I want to see tonight what the word of God, what the Bible accomplishes in the Christian life. I began a series with the elementary children this morning from today and then the month of November on what happens when you get saved? What happens when you get saved? And those kids were giving me answers, and they were tremendous answers, and they're right and correct. And some of those answers they gave me, I'm going to be speaking about. But I'm so thankful when I got saved, my name was written down. One little child said they raised their hand. I don't know if it was a girl or boy, I can't remember. They said, the Holy Spirit of God moved in our heart. I thought, thank God they know. I want those kids to know theology. 
I want them to know what happened when you got saved. And yes, as we spoke this morning, a new name is written down in glory. I said the second thing to them came a couple of them today. You know what else took place? You got eternal life. That's big, friend. Eternal life. You'll never perish. What about when you sin? What about when you steal or, or lie? You're still God's child. I'm so thankful. And I want those kids to know because, well, a lot of times they think they have to get resaved. No, you have to know that sin doesn't break sonship, it breaks fellowship. There's a big difference. And tonight, with the Word of God, what does it do? I use a lot of D's tonight if you want to write them down, but I begin with the fact that the Bible quickens us. And say, I thought you were going to talk about the letter D. In a moment, I will with this. It quickens us. What does it mean when we get quickened? The Bible says he, that God quickens us. It means to make alive. Notice what he says in the word of God, what he does in chapter 119, verse number 25. Thy, my soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken, quicken, make me alive. Make thou, uh, quicken thou me according to thy what? The word makes you alive. Let me give you a letter D. Daily living creates a death. Daily living creates death. You've had experiences since Sunday that chip away at life because we're in a world of death. John 8, 44, ye are the, your father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. He is, the, he is the one that is all about death, darkness. Tonight's a, light of, a night of darkness in this country. Halloween night, satanic and, and goblins and ghosts and witches. And it's, a, and it's a day where we think about darkness and death and, and, and a change and cemeteries and tombstones. And the world makes one of their biggest holidays a death holiday. If you don't believe it, go over to Rivermark tonight. I will guarantee there's about 3,000 people on those streets going trick-or-treating after the soul winning last night. Miss Trevor, she goes, let's just drive through there. We like that neighborhood. We live on this side of the tracks, but we like going over there. It was unbelievable how many hundreds and hundreds of people were already out walking around looking at all the decorations. In, 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 in this week since Sunday, uh, the devil has tried to put death into your marriage. He's trying to kill your marriage. Try, trying to shut the door on your marriage. Trying to bring death to your, your family, spiritual death to your children. Wants to, take, wants to take the life out of your kids. Perhaps you've received word from the doctor and, and it's a, a, a notice of death. I'm not saying you're necessarily dying. But bad news, it destroys, it hurts your heart. I'm talking about today, friendships, it's Sunday. Perhaps you've been betrayed by someone you thought, I love them, they'll never betray me. Uh, death has set in. Experiences of life, perhaps, it's sin. But notice the Bible says, I need the word of God because it quickens me. When my soul is dying, I get quickened by the word of God. 
Look at verse 38. Establish thy, uh, 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 verse number 40, verse number 30, 37. Turn away mine eyes, beholding vanity. Quicken thou me in the way. Verse 40, I have longed after thy precepts, after the word of God. Quicken me, quicken me in righteousness. Quicken me in righteousness. Notice what the Bible says in verse 50. This is my comfort and my affliction. So you're going through affliction, you're going through death, you're going through sorrow, you're going through setback. Thy word hath quickened me. Death is set in to your life if we have neglected the word of God since Sunday. We're so busy. And I'm not trying to chastise God people. I'm, I'm joining right in with you. We are living in a busy moment in world history. Friend, when we're, I wrote my dad in Bible college, and uh, I said, Dad, my freshman year, I'm so busy. I'm working a job. I'm, 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 I'm working another job. I have a full-time load at school. I'm trying to help get a church opened up and start a church in northern Wisconsin. I said, I, I'm so busy right now. And then I said this in my note. I really don't even have time to stay up on my Bible reading. And I was being serious. I wasn't trying to say I'm backslidden. I was starting a church. I was working a job. I was serving. I was involved. I was getting good grades. I was doing religious things. I was learning how to win a soul to Christ. I was going through the Old Testament survey class. I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was so busy, I really barely have time, don't even have time all the time to read my Bible like I want. My dad didn't, he did not write back. You're so busy, God bless you. He said, son, when you're too busy for your Bible, you're too busy. I'll never forget that advice. That's been almost 50 years ago now. 49 years ago he wrote that. When you're too busy, for the Bible, you're too busy. Something has to go. Something has to stop because death is setting in all the time. We're gonna have to guard our marriages. We're gonna have to guard our children. We're gonna have to guard our church service where we serve God through the New Testament local church. We're gonna have to guard that. And the devil wants to kill it all the time. You ever notice how the devil wants you to stop your Sunday school class or stop your bus route or stop the soul winning or stop tithing or stop going to prayer time or stop going to teacher's meeting or stop singing the choir or stop singing, uh, playing in the orchestra or stop cleaning the church. The devil is always trying to get you to stop. That brings death. The word of God brings life. You ought to ask yourself when you're thinking about stopping, how much time have we been spending in the Word of God? Notice what God's Word says in chapter number 119, where you are. Let's take a look at verse number 88. Quicken me, make me alive after thy loving kindness, so that I keep thy testimonies of thy mouth in my, thy mouth. Notice what he says in verse number 93, I will, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. God quickens us with the word of God. God makes us alive with the Bible. I want to be more alive today than ever. In life, it's just a process. 
Here a person lives to be 70, they get to live 25,550 days. And Psalms 90 says, Psalm 90 says, teach us to number our days. After that verse, number your days. If you're 69 years of age, according to the scripture, if you live to be 70, you have 365 days left. You know what happened when the day you were born? The day you were born, you had the most life you'll ever have, and you're approaching every day, and it sounds negative, closer and closer, inside you're dying, you're dying, you're dying, and one day we'll be dead. Death has set in our, this corruptible body. But as the Spirit of God is in us and the Word of God is in us, He can make us more alive than ever. I'm more alive than I've ever been spiritually. I love the old Bible. I love serving God. I love to, if I can't sleep, to get up and read this book. I love to get it early in the morning. I love to study this book. I love to just read this book. I love to meditate upon this book. And this book is making me more alive than I've ever been in my life. I can pull things from my memory constantly as I drive up and down. I was preaching on Monday and driving back in the night. And as I was driving back, I was pondering the word of God. I wasn't listening to talk radio. I, was listening. I wasn't listening to the news. That kills. I don't need any more death. I've got enough death around me. And I'll be thinking about the things of God at verse number 107. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me according to thy word. I want you to be so alive. I want God's people to be so alive. But I plead with you, you're going to have to get in the word of God. You're going to have to read this book and study this book and hide it in your heart, meditate upon it. How about verse number, how about verse number um, 107? Did I read that? I'm afflicted very much. That's what I read. How about, one, how about 149? Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me. Make me alive according to thy judgments. How about 154? Plead my cause. Deliver me, quicken me according to thy word. Your word is bringing me life. I'm not dying. Verse number 156, quicken me according to thy judgments. 159, consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me. Daily living creates death. Now watch it. When these, please hear, watch this carefully. Think of this carefully. When, when, when we are involved in these experiences of a life that's drawing life out of us, that phone call that turns our world up, please think of this, turns our world upside down. That mate walks out. The doctor gives us news that we would never want to hear. And you live long enough, we'll experience phone calls like that. We'll experience appointments like that. And your son or your daughter is a prodigal. It's not how you planned it. You know what most Christians do? Please hear me, please. We run from life and we flee to death. What do you mean? We run from the word of God. Our son becomes a prodigal. Our daughter becomes a prodigal. And we neglect the Bible. And that's when we need the Bible the most because that's when God will put more life in you because the circumstances around you are putting death into your life. 
I love the old Bible. And I'm finding that most things in life are disappointing. Well, why aren't you defeated then, Pastor, and discouraged? Because I can tell you, I'm not going to leave that which gives me life. It's pouring life into my soul. It's not pouring death. I just give up. I tell you, I'm, I'm going to lay out of church. No, you're inviting death spiritually into your life. The more sorrows you have, the more phone calls you have that break your heart, people begin to neglect the Bible. But will you please hear me? When that experience comes, that's when you need the Bible most. And just say the Bible's it, it's dead to me. I remember at times in my ministry and life, and it will happen again, where it's just dead. It doesn't speak to me. I can't get anything out of it. But the problem's not the Bible, the problem's me. I can recall a surgery that I had, a major one where I was in the hospital for five days years ago. And I took a briefcase and I took my Bible and they had me on some heavy drugs. I couldn't read. I, for five days, I didn't read my Bible. I tried to. I couldn't see. I couldn't focus. I couldn't sleep. I'd get in a wheelchair at night and wheel around that hospital. I was so discouraged. I was so down. I couldn't think. I couldn't sing. But I love singing all the time. I couldn't sing a spiritual song. I couldn't sing any song. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to do anything. I came home from the hospital. I was laying on the floor and about three o'clock in the morning. I said, God, I honestly don't want to live this way. I'd rather leave these little kids with my wife and go home to be with you tonight than live another minute. I can't. I'm so despondent. And isn't it amazing? I, I want to be spiritual. I want to be godly. My mind wasn't clear. I wasn't focused. I was all messed up on the drugs they gave me to cut the pain down. Just was driving me crazy. And what I needed the most right then was the Bible. I come and see you and you're in the hospital any length of time. I always try to read the Bible. I always read Psalm 86, those 17 verses. And sometimes if I see that you need more Bible, I just read you more. Because can I tell you something in the hospital? You probably generally don't want to read the Bible. But that's when you need it. I'll go to the rest home and I'll read the Bible generally with people. Why? That's when they need it. Because life is being sucked out of us. Brother Manuel and Maria are going through this thing with cancer. And it is a trauma, but I tell you, so many times they have talked to me about the Bible. I don't know if you even know, many times I'll see you, and one of the first things they'll say is something about the Bible. Well, what's giving them life? When the death, and I'm not saying he's dying, but when death is around us, news of death is around us, what's giving them life? The Word of God. He needs more of the Word of God than he's ever needed. Why? It will encourage them. Life is encouraging. Death is discouraging. 
I want you to see secondly, please, and I know the time is going quickly. You know what the Bible does? It gives life instead of death. It gives, secondly, light instead of dark. Look what he says in Psalm 119 and verse 130. Could you read that verse with me? 130. Here's what the Word of God's going to do in this dark world that we live in. And you might be in darkness tonight. And God's Word will give light when there's dark. Ready? Begin. The answers of my words give light. It gives understanding. It says over here in verse number 105, 105. Let's read that one. Ready? Begin. Thy word. when everything around you is dark and it's closing in, turn the light on. Right here, turn the light on. This word is light. And this word is life. Thank God in darkness and in death we can go to light, we can go to life. The word of God. And notice what it does also. The word of God cleanses us when we're dirty. It's when we're dirty. Look at Psalm 119, verse number 9. Would you read that verse with me? Verse number 9. Ready? Begin. Wherewithal Would you notice verse 11? Would you read that one also? Ready? Begin. Thy word have I given my heart. See, God's word is what cleanses us. It cleans us up. Uh, we had a work day for a couple hours today, and I got home. My wife said, oh, you look filthy. I was. I had dust in my hair, <laughs> singular hair. Uh, I, I had, she goes, your eyes, they're dusty. You got it. I just felt, I said, I know. I got to shower before we eat. She says, no, you've got to, you're going to eat and then go shower. And I just felt so dirty. But you know, I'm glad we have soap. Thank God for soap. And God's word cleanses us. He said, well, I've got some sin in my life. Well, that's what, he said, well, I feel like a hypocrite reading the Bible. That's when we need the soap. The soap cleanses us from dirt. I was noticing my car, and it got dusty today. I can't wait to wash that car. It just bothers me when a car is dusty, dirty. I just, I noticed, and it's cleaned all the time. I noticed it where I get in the car, I drove out of town uh, up to Napa to preach the other night, and I drove home, and I and I noticed that I was picking things off off the floorboard because I don't know there's leaf, I don't know what was in there, but it, it got dirty. I can't wait till tomorrow to get my vacuum cleaner. I want to vacuum that thing. I want that dirt gone. I don't want to sit and, and they say, "Well, it's it, it's is it? No, it's not that bad, but it drives me crazy." I, I want you to say, I want to say that when I have dirt in my life. I get overwhelmed, I have fear, 
or whatever it is that I, that, that's dirt. God wants that out. God wants me to clean up with the word of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto unto the word of God. God's word. God's word brings life instead of death. God's word brings light instead of dark. God's word replaces dirt with cleanliness. Notice what else it does. Psalm 119, 143. 143. God's word delivers us when we're drowning. Trouble, 143. Trouble. You ever have trouble? Everybody has trouble. Everybody has trouble. There are 16.2 million Americans right now on antidepressants because of the, their, their depression they're walking through. Largest group of people last year were added to depression pills were four-year-olds. Ladies outnumber men two to one with depression and medication. We live in a depressed world. I want you to understand that discouragement is not necessarily depression. Troubles are not necessarily depression. We all have discouragement. We all have troubles. We all have adversity. But here the word of God speaking of a man he said, trouble and anguish have taken hold of me. Here's a depressed, discouraged man. It's captured me. It's arrested me. Perhaps when we see, I get arrested with negativity. I get arrested with hopelessness. I get arrested, I get arrested that, I'm, that I'm no value, no good. Nobody wants me. Uh, my life is of no value. Well, that's what the word of God says. Trouble and anguish have taken hold of me. Yet thy commandments are my delight. When you're so down and drowning, God's word can deliver you from that despair. God's word can. You see, when we get to these deep, dark moments in life and dirty moments in life, drowning in life, I can't read my Bible. I just can't read it. That's when you have to read your Bible. What's the Word of God do? It defends us when we're defeated. Hebrews 4.12. I won't have you turn there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12, speaks very distinctly about the Word of God. It says, the Word of God is quick. It's alive. Powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. This book will defend us when we're defeated. And this book will develop us when we're stunted. My Bible says in 2 Timothy, in chapter number three, and you can just mark it down, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. It would mature you, the word of God. And you know what it also does in closing? James 1, verse number 23 and 25. 
This word is a mirror. It's a mirror, the word of God says. This book depicts reality in my life. And so I'm overwhelmed, or you're overwhelmed. And I get to see from the word of God that everything's all right. He'll, he'll, he'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. I said something on Sunday or the week before or sometime recently to you. It's amazing when we get older in life and we look back, he works it all out. I wonder how many nights, and perhaps they were good nights, where I couldn't sleep and God had me up and I was praying and trying to get a hold of God and trying to take my burden and leave it there. But I wonder how many times of anxiety I've stayed awake. You know what happens? It always works out. It always works out. I'm not saying there won't be a scar. I'm not suggesting that, okay, no big deal. He walked out. She walked out. But you have more life ahead of you. I'm not saying get over it. Okay, you know, it's been three hours now. Get over it. I'm not suggesting that. It's a grief. It's a heartache. But you will smile again. I watch preachers that, and God's people that, and I'm not, I'm very careful how to say this because I don't know, I'm not criticizing him, but I watch preachers lose their wives and think, man, I just, I don't know how I'll go on. Three weeks later, they're married again. And I'm not saying they can't be married again. I'm just saying it just, I know a preacher just lost his wife. She's over 60 years, they're married. He's in his 80s, and he just married a 55-year-old woman. Praise God. He can take care of him. I'm not suggesting it's wrong, but you know, you'll smile again. I'm not saying it's easy, some of the deep waters you go through. I'm not saying that. But be not dismayed, whate'er be tied. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. But in those dark, dark days, and despondent days when you can't see and you don't know where you're going, you're so frustrated and you're so bewildered. Take, if you, you're, I'm reading a book about the book. No, read the book. The book about the book is not alive. This book is quick. It's alive. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.